time once again for our broadcast, Good News and Better News, where we spend 22 minutes advancing the theory that life really does not suck. And now, here is our host, author, screenwriter, and podcastman, Jonathan Richard Kring. Just shortly before my sixth birthday, I've still five. Would you mind traveling with me there? When I was that age, if I could have been translated or transported, trans, maybe transfused, one of those trans, if I could have been sent from where I was at that age into my adult life, boom, I think I would be a better man as a boy. You see, I don't, I don't think any of the training I received after the age of five, I don't think any of it helped me do anything but get cynical, get insecure, pugnacious, selfish, maybe just helped me learn how to foster some of my bigotries. I realize if I'd been yanked from my fifth birthday to my adulthood, I would have needed to learn some things. But honestly, with my five-year-old simplicity and the desire to enjoy myself, I could probably have learned all the stuff, you know, all the stuff, in less than a year. I mean, since I had a grown-up brain. But my grown-up brain would have been blessedly hooked to my childlike training. Uh, for instance, I wouldn't have to learn to be afraid of women or prejudiced against them. I, I would never have joined a political party. And I would have been teenage angst-free you know, it kind of reminds me a little bit of my friend Jackson. You see, when I was a kid, I went to Jackson's house to, to pick him up every morning so we could go out and spend the day having fun. And I can recall it like it was yesterday. My memory is how his mother, Jackson's mother, would sweetly call after us as we dashed out the door. Play nice! Play nice. <laughs> what a great pair of words, don't you think? Play, for instance. Enjoy yourself. Don't take yourself too seriously. If you get tired of the game, just switch. If you lose, play again. Maybe then you'll win. And nice. You see, when I was five, I knew what nice meant. It meant don't punch, don't fuss, don't argue, don't curse, and don't stomp out. Isn't that amazing advice? Isn't that? Ricky! Let me say it again. Don't punch, fuss, argue, curse, or stomp out. Don't punch, fuss, argue, curse, 
or stomp out. That's what my parents and my neighborhood watch. <laughs> Considered to be nice. Is that not usable for adult life? Don't punch, fuss, argue, curse, or stomp out. Can, can you imagine if if we started judging the work of adult human beings, I'm talking about our grown-up world, on whether they had a playful desire and were willing to be nice. In other words, if there was a congressman or a congresswoman who was just arrogant and fussy with everyone, we could give him or her a timeout. And they wouldn't be allowed to vote or anything until they got their attitudes straight. Are you telling me this wouldn't work? Are we so afraid that discipline, that discipline for fully grown individuals might be condescending? So instead, we end up with a nation that's undisciplined? I just always recall Jackson's mother's, Jackson's mother's sweet words of warning. Play nice. Play. Have fun. Nice. Be sweet. I learned it. Five years old. Be. Have fun. Be sweet. I don't know. Damn it. I think we should make that our national motto. Get up in the morning. Have fun. And while you're about the business of doing so, be sweet. Because here's the problem. Maybe you've never thought of it this way. But being mean immediately involves at least five people. Now, please, follow me here. First, the person who's mean. That's number one. Then the person he or she is mean to. That's number two. Then there's that person the offended person runs to for comfort who feels the need to choose up sides against the mean person. There's number three. And then there's the individual the mean person goes to in, order to in order to rationalize his or her behavior to gain support. In other words, what else could I have done but be mean? That's number four person. And finally... If life is going to progress and we're not going to live in a constant state of grudges, there has to be a fifth person who doesn't take sides and comes along to bring everybody back to talking terms. Hell, no wonder we're getting nothing done. We're stuck in clumps of fives. We're stalled because even sometimes we can't find that fifth person to be the peacemaker. So these two over there are against those two over there, and pretty soon people aren't talking. They're plotting. Here is the beauty of playing nice. All you need is two people, just two. One person to be nice and another to receive it and be nice back. 
This creates something that the human being actually desperately requires. It's called intimacy. Intimacy. Truth of the matter is we've had... We have plenty of interaction. We're chock full of fellowship. We have discourse. We have dialogue. We have chatting. We have discussion. But see, these are grown-up words. What we lack is intimacy. Intimacy is that the, the gushy feeling that you had when you were a kid at the end of the day when you wanted to keep playing but it was dinner time, and you were so sad you had to leave your friend until tomorrow. So you kind of half hug him or her, or maybe reach over and give him a light punch in the arm with a tear in your eye. Intimate. We are starved for intimacy. That's because we've trudged from our five-year-old position of Play nice to our 25-year-old prison of work hard. You've heard it, right? If you just work hard, everything will be fine. If the team works hard, we will have victory. If you work hard, you'll win. But work connotes some struggle, and hard means lacking mercy. A struggle lacking mercy. Damn, you can check me out of there. I'm gone. When mean hits the scene, it absorbs the time of five people. But nice can be done with just two because it embraces intimacy. So what else did I learn at age five about playing nice? Here it is. Jonathan, you don't have to be the best. You don't have to be the winner every time. Jackson won this time. Come, shake his hand. And because you do shake Jackson's hand, Jackson learns to shake your hand when you win. And we learn together to really enjoy playing instead of working hard to always win. This brings an emotional oil. Get, I love those two words, an emotional oil between us. It's difficult to explain, but all of you listening, you you know what I'm talking about. It's that warmth of tenderness that enters a room among people when we're all willing to be wrong. Play nice. Play, have fun, nice, be sweet about it. Have fun, be sweet about it. If I could have leaped from five years old to 25 and maintained my play nice, I could have easily learned all the knowledge I needed simply because that piece of wisdom was in place. The good news is, If you can go back to being five years old, if you can go back there again and play nice, then the better news is the emotional oil that flows between human beings will keep the tenderness 
alive and keep the dreams growing. That's it for today. Stay tuned next week when we will gather once again and find ways to put the pin back in the grenade. Be sure to subscribe and follow us on social media and at goodnewsandbetternews.com.